I'm Amanda Brothers, and this is Walking in the Glory of God podcast, the podcast where we focus on how to live life in Christ as we learn and grow in our relationship with God and how to allow him to truly be Lord of our lives. So whether you are new in Christ, seasoned in Christ, or searching for hope or something or someone to believe in, we'll learn what it really means to believe in him and live in him and let him be our guiding light. So welcome to Walking in the Glory of God podcast. Hello, this is Evangelist Amanda Brothers, and I want to welcome you to episode five of Walking in the Glory of God podcast. On today's episode, our topic is nothing is impossible with God. With man, things are impossible but absolutely nothing is impossible with God. He is the great creator, and everything that concerns us concerns him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what decision you have to make in life, if you turn it over to God and you trust him, nothing will be impossible to him, and nothing will be impossible to you that believe. So cast your cares upon him and watch him work miracles in your life. My topic scripture for today is Luke chapter 1, verse 37. And I have my little journal here that I'm kind of keeping my little notes in. Um, so I hope you all um, have your journals ready and that you're joining in and, and, and keeping a record of what you're receiving as you're meditating on this scripture um, as we go through this. So again, Luke 1 and 37, if you want to read it in context, you can read verses 26 to 38. And so it says, with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Luke 18 and 27 also talks about how nothing is impossible with God. And it says, but he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And if you want to read that in context, it's Luke 18 verses 24 to 27. So Luke chapter 1 verse 37 is the focus verse but in context is verses 26 to 38. And then Luke 18, verse 27 is the focus verse. In context is verses 24 to 27. And so um, talks about how nothing is impossible with God. And so when we're going through things, you know, things may be impossible for us. It may look impossible, look like it's impossible. But if we're in Christ, if we belong to him, then we can lean on him and trust him that whatever it is that looks impossible to us is not going to be impossible to him. And so that's what he wants us to get our mindsets focused on, that there is nothing impossible with him. He says in his word, and I think it's in 2 Corinthians, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. I just looked it up. So he says that our in our weakness, we're made strong. When we're weak, we're strong. We're made strong because we're relying on his strength. And so that's what we need to focus on, relying on God's strength. Again, he says that we can, we can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. He doesn't want us carrying the burden of everything that we're going through in life on our own. He wants to help us with that. He knows every single thing about us, every single thing. He knows our end from our beginning, everything that we'll ever go through in life. 
He already knows about it. He's already one step ahead of, ahead of us. And so when we're faced with these challenges of life, we need to just learn how to lean and depend on him, learn how to go to him, learn how to make him first, our first choice, instead of making him our last resort. Make him our first choice instead of making him our last resort. And that's something that we have to work on all the time. Trust me, I'm still working on it. Because my instinct, my automatic instinct right now is, you know, figuring out what I can do to, to make whatever it is right, to, to change whatever the situation is, instead of going to him. But if we learn, you know, if, our, our, if we develop this kingdom mindset, then our focus, our automatic will be to go to him. And that's what I wrote down on yesterday. That's what I received, that the word of God I received has to do with the mission trip that um, my husband and I was, are going on. Um, God provided most of what we needed for the trip, but we are still believing for what we need to take care of the other expenses that are related to the trip. So I just need to trust him for all of it and leave it in his hands, regardless of what it looks like to me, regardless of what it looks like in the natural. Just learning how to trust him and leave it with him and not fret and not get anxious over, you know, what it looks like and what I think I don't have. God is always one step ahead of me. And so another um, recent example was when our refrigerator went out. We had, we had issues with our refrigerator. And so, you know, the people that owned the house before us, they had a refrigerator and a freezer down in our basement. And so they took the freezer with them, but they left the refrigerator. We didn't know whether it worked or not. We just left it down there. We had never plugged it in and checked it or anything. And so when our refrigerator went out, you know, we were able to transfer our food down to the refrigerator in the basement. You know, I already had an upright freezer. So, you know, that was fine. Everything that was in the freezer, we just transferred it to that because I bought that with me. We didn't lose anything. And so the thing that came to my mind was like, wow. You know, God does know our end for our beginning. He knew that we would be faced with this particular situation, that we would be right here where we are on today, and that we would need that refrigerator. And he was already one step ahead of us. So trust God that he's already one step ahead of us. He said we had not because we asked not, but when we asked, we asked amiss. So check your motives and what you're asking. You know, at that point, I didn't even have to ask because he had already provided. He provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So we just need to learn to trust him, learn to lean and depend on him, learn to make him our first choice, our first go-to, and not our last resort. You know, ask God when you're dealing with things that you don't even know you need to, to deal with. Ask him, how do I handle this situation? Lord, show me. He wants us to know. He's revealing those things to us through the power of his Holy Spirit that lives within us. You know, we have, we have the power that raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of us, resurrection power. And we need to get to the place where we're able to tap into that and, and lean on that and use that power that he has given us. He has given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. This is in his word. He's given us that. And our, our issue is we don't believe everything that God has said to us, or we don't know because we're operating out of a place of ignorance because we don't study the word. And I'm learning that as I'm doing this, as I'm going live, as I'm looking in the word and I'm finding the scripture, that other scripture is coming up that I haven't even looked up because they're in me. They're embedded in me because I've studied them over the years. 
And I just did not feel like I knew enough. And I'm learning that, yes, it's in you. It's already in you. And it comes up when you need it. And so I'm finding that that word is being, is being made manifest. It's coming up when I need it. You know, that God is bringing that word to my remembrance. And so even if I can't quote the scripture exactly, I know how to go in and find it. I know how to put in, use Google, okay? Google works. If I only know part of the scripture by heart, I Google what I know. And then that scripture comes up and then I can look at it and read it and quote it because I'm not, I'm not trying to be able to quote every scripture because there are a lot of people that know the word, they can quote scripture, but they don't believe the word that they, that they, that they're learning. They don't believe it. They just can quote it because they use it for argument's sake. And so, or to use it to make it, make whatever they're believing or whatever they're saying or whatever they want to argue with you about match and line up with that scripture when it doesn't really line up. They use it for argument's sake. And so, you know, we need to learn how to use the word of God for the positive, for the kingdom of God, and for overcoming those life's challenges that we go through. Leaning and depending on God and his strength. He said his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. And in our weakness, we are made strong by him, by his strength. His strength is sufficient for us. He gives us his strength. He gives us his peace. I mean, he can give us peace in the midst of the storm. And I was just reading that this morning, how he calmed the storm, the raging storm. You know, when the storm rose up, when they were on that ship going across to the other side, he was able to speak to the winds and the waves, and they obeyed. They obeyed. And we have that same power in us. We just have to believe the word enough. Believe the God that is in us. And he said that we are able to do the works that he did in greater works. And so he has given us that power of attorney, that authority to be able to do that. The reason why it doesn't work for us is because we don't, we don't recognize you know, the power that is in us, first of all. And then the fact that there are certain disciplines that we have to develop in our lives to be able to walk in the fullness of what God has enabled us to do or what God has equipped us or provided us with to be able to do it. You know, some things, he said, some things only come by prayer and fasting. If we haven't made prayer and fasting a, a part of our lifestyle, you know, then some things are not going to happen for us. We need to make those disciplines that he talks about in his word a part of our life. It's a lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not just something that we quote, you know, that I'm a Christian and, you know, think that that's all there is, you know, that we get saved and that's it. There is more. There is more. There is more. And we have to go after the more. We have to get it in our hearts and in our minds that there is more, that God wants us to have more, that he wants us to live in abundance. He wants us to have more. He died so that we could have a right to the tree of life, not only to eternal life, but to that life that he has planned for us, that life of abundance. He tells us that he wants us to live in abundance, that he wants us to prosper even as our soul prospers. He tells us that. So get rid of the mindset that, you know, you have to live in poverty. I was chatting with somebody on yesterday and she's just not ready. 
she's just not ready. And I was telling her because, you know, she was, I was always hearing her say that she can't afford, she can't afford um, certain things. And so I'm not calling her out and I, I won't tell you who that is. And if she sees this video, nobody will know it's her unless she, you know, speaks up and says something. But I say it in love because I want people to know that, you know, you don't have to live with a poverty mindset that God, yes, God does want us to have because God owns everything. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And that means everything that belongs to him belongs to us. He said we are now seated in heavenly places with him. And there is no poverty in heaven. Get rid of that poverty mindset. Get rid of that scarcity mindset that you're going to run out of everything. Yes, there, we may be living, there may be some of us that are living right now in the natural with, you know, less than. But, you know, we don't have to stay that way. We don't have to stay. He's given us the ability to get wealth. He's given us the ability to get wealth. It's all in the choices that we make. It's all in how we want to live our lives. Yeah, there's going to be struggle. Yes, there's going to be trouble. Yes, we will have the poor with us always. God says that. But it's not because he wants us that way. It's because those are the things that we're going to be choosing in life. Sometimes, most of us, some of us. Those are the things that we choose in life. And yes, some people live in um, impoverished communities, impoverished countries. And so... And I find that as I'm looking at stuff, you know, and different things that are that we are able to see now through technology, that people that live in these impoverished countries that really don't really don't have a lot, their faith is so strong. Their faith is so strong and they worship God wholeheartedly because of the state that they find themselves in. But they trust him to provide every single thing that they need, everything that they need. So they can rejoice whether they have much. They can rejoice whether they have a little. But we're, the thing is that we're not supposed to be satisfied with just the little. And that's just, that's just me. And people can argue that. That's just my belief. I'm not supposed to be satisfied with just the little. Because I know that there's more. I know that, that, that I can have more. And Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, then you're right. And I'd rather think that I can. I'd rather think that I can. And it has not always been that way. It took some getting, it took some, it took a lot of things to get me here. It took a lot of things to get me here. Because there was a time that I was not ready. And I wasn't hearing anything that anybody said. And you have to be ready. You can tell somebody all day long, if they're not ready to hear it, and, and they're not ready to receive what it is that you're sharing with them, then they're not going to receive it. And it's going to come to a place where they're going to start, you know, tuning you out and pushing you away. And so just pray about it. If you're, if there's somebody that you're ministering to, somebody that you're trying to sow into and, and, you know, you're frustrated at what they're going through, continue to pray, continue to trust God for it and ask God for the wisdom as to how to handle that situation so that you don't alienate that person in that relationship and you don't push that person away. Because I'm still believing God for some things. And so, you know, I trust God because it just because it doesn't look like it in the natural. I have not seen nor ear heard all the things that God has prepared for those that, that love him and that are called according to her, his purpose. We just need to trust. We just need to trust. We need to have the faith that we need to have 
and trust that God is doing whatever it is that he said he's, he's going to do. Whatever it is that we've asked. He said, we have not because we ask not. And so I'm asking God. I'm asking God. I'm learning to ask God for a lot of things. I am not in that poverty mindset anymore where I think that I have to, um, you know, that it's humble to be poor and not to have and, and listen to all the, all the, the noise that is going on in social media or in the world that, you know, you know, that because if you're a Christian and, and I hear that and I see it, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to have all these nice things, you know, which is not so, which is not so God wants us to have nice things because we're representative representatives of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God. There's no poverty. And a friend of mine gave me a little, a little note at a, a ladies meeting luncheon that I went to, Recently, she gave all of us a little card and it says, um, thank you, Tamara, because I'm going to share this. And it says, the father's abundance leave no room for poverty. The father's abundance leave no room for poverty. And that's what she put on that little card. And it, it's a reminder. And I posted it right on my board, right in front of me, because I need it as a reminder. There is no poverty in the kingdom. No poverty. And so I just wanted to share that. I'm going to recap on the scripture. Remember to note in your journal, write, write today's date down, write the scripture down, and then meditate on that scripture. Ask God, you know, how that relates to you and how to apply it to your life. Write in your journal, record what you, um, what you receive from the Lord about that particular scripture, because we want to develop the mind of Christ. We want to develop a kingdom mindset. We want to be able to walk in the abundance that God desires for us to walk in. And so today's scripture was Luke chapter 1, verse 37, and in context, verses 26 to 38, and then Luke chapter 18, verse 27, and in context, verses 24 to 27. I want to take a moment here to give you an update and a testimonial. Following the recording of this podcast, my husband and I did take that missions trip. I took furlough in order to be able to go on this missions trip. So I was not expecting a paycheck from my employer. But God worked a miracle in that not only did my employer give us a bonus during that time period, but my employer also gave us a pay increase. So when I say that nothing is impossible with God, trust me, nothing is impossible with God. So turn everything over to him and watch him work a miracle in your life. Evangelist Amanda Brothers here of Empowered for Change LLC and AmandaBrothers.com. I believe that identity and mindset are everything. So as an identity empowerment coach, I help kingdom women to unpack their emotional baggage and improve their self-concept so that they can show up more powerfully for themselves, their families, and their community without the guilt, the hurt, the shame, or the regret from their past. So if you are challenged with how you see, feel, and think about yourself, schedule a first step to victory call with me at bit.ly forward slash schedule call now or at amandabrothers.com.